I know, I know, season two is over, but what is not over is creativity. And also, this really special code, 20% off right this second at NathanMorrisMusic.com. Click any item and at checkout, type in NMM20. That is N as in Nathan, M as in Morris, M as in Music 20 for 20% off any shirt you purchase at NathanMorrisMusic.com, the official merch store. There is good stuff happening. You hold tight. I assure you to continue to meet you where you are and please meet me where I am on all the socials, like buying you something and then taking a picture of it and tagging me on Insta at Nathan Morris or saying something to me at Nathan Morris Music on TikTok and all the other fun places. January 20th, a new single releases, a new record in the works, soon to have a release date for that too. And then hold tight because season three is just around the river bend. You're loved far more than you could ever know. Thank you for all that you bring to this life because you are worthy. Head over to the store right now and grab you some swag. Code NMM20. Die Trying contains sensitive subject matter and conversations surrounding death and dying and may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is respectfully advised. Another show. That's right. It's you. It's me. It's YDT, ladies and gents, season two, episode 144. And yes, there is also a show, the show. Visit NathanMorrisMusic.com this very second to secure your tickets. We have a few VIP tickets still available. What's this show for? Check it out. 100% of net proceeds are benefiting the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. VIP tickets get you an exclusive tour of one of our locations by yours truly, a meet and greet, photo opportunities, and other really cool swag. And speaking of swag, head over to NathanMorrisMusic.com, hit the shop, and get you some of those new official Nathan Morris tees. And of course, 100% of net proceeds benefit the Lifeline as well. Why the Lifeline? Well, because it's there, it's necessary. Many of us have been affected by loss, loss of something, whether it's loss of desire to continue to thrive, loss of health or loss of wealth or loss of a person. The Lifeline is existing because it needs to, because you need to know that you're worthy to be loved and cared for. And at a moment's notice, when you don't feel as much as such, you can call this number and they are there 24 hours a day. I'm passionate about their efforts and I'm passionate about mental health. And that's what this show, August 6th at the Plaza, is about. Visit NathanMorrisMusic.com this very second to secure your tickets. Listen to the brand new single, Yet, streaming everywhere in which you get your content, Spotify, Apple Music, everywhere. Amazon Music even. Yes, everywhere. And of course, come to the show. Wadi Tea, brought to you exclusively by Big Turkey Foot Coffee, BTF. Proud men and women are brewing that brown, delicious brew. Head over to the shop, grab you some of that. Grab a bag, grab some swag. And if you love coffee, don't be a dummy. 
EFF Express Funeral Funding working tirelessly on the back end to secure proceeds from insurance assignments so that on the front end, the most important end, the funeral director can gather with the family to create a meaningful tribute celebration that a loved one is most certainly deserving of and you don't have that looming balance due. Funeral directors, whether it's known or not, it should be known, they're not salespeople. They're terrible at it. All they want to do is make sure that the loved one is cared for. And so does EFF. That's it. So working tirelessly on the back end to secure these funds so on the front end people can gather, celebrate, grieve, not worry about the financial aspect. Who wants to worry about that? I don't. The funeral director definitely doesn't. Head over to expressfuneralfunding.com to learn how EFF can benefit, can bless your families who they both, you both, who all of you love more than anything. You've been updated. The show. The sponsor. Now, the actual show. Season 2, episode 144. You've heard it already. A show which pulls back the curtain, takes down the walls brick by brick, and exposes the true hearts of those who are caring for those you love most. Closet. Arrangements differ. One is for coats, another for shoes, some piled to the ceiling with junk and unnecessary things. Skeletons live in some, while sexual identities are suppressed in others. Women fight for the larger ones, men succumb to the smaller ones. Metal wire hangers stretch because of overuse, hanging in others. Damn hangers. Are you the type to coordinate colors? Like, not just the suit section, dress pants section. You fade the shades, going dark black to light black, grays to whites. No judgment here. Just know that you're OCD, like really OCD. And that's okay because as always, you are accepted here and I meet you where you are. It's fine. It's fine. There are stories deeply buried in the varied spaces. Some we unfortunately find shame in. Some of lovely memories and outgrown toddler snowsuits. Some we long to find and dig up. Learning all the ins and outs of the funeral home, it takes time. Funeral directors are hoarders, in a sense. It's true, really. Always extending the lives of the things they are blessed to have, for they have never been able to achieve such a feat with those they serve. Pins, ashtrays, long-retired lamps and their sixth replacement lamp shade. As many, if not most, funeral homes are old houses from the 1800s, they lack storage, too. You may not know this, but even the wealthiest of people had small closets during that time. So, 
small closets we inherited and closets we need for swag, for envelopes, calendars, tissue boxes, the ever so popular funeral bag. God knows we feel in our heart of hearts that a family will utilize the Gold Embossed logo-filled bag at family reunions, beach trips, and weekend getaways with the girls, but they don't, and they won't. Cutting through the smoke in Mike's office, past the recycled leather chairs and pipe drag, I slid open the pocket doors to the closet for a register book. The visitation coming up meant a family would receive their personalized book with the pages ready for visitors who came to sign. The idea of placing a pen to paper to acknowledge attendance is somewhat beautiful, really. Digital solutions have attempted. They've attempted to replace this analog and antiquated act, but always have fallen short. I noticed this small white plastic box, a little taller than those toothpick containers with the holes on the top that are packed with all the wooden toothpicks that you shake up and you never can get the toothpick out in the first. Anyway, rectangular in shape, not oval, and a label pressed around it, noting its contents. But due to length of time, the edges started to pull off the plastic. I grabbed the box and pulled it toward my face and read the letters, which were typed on the label with a typewriter. The date read 12-1-2007. And a name, first, middle initial, and last. These were a baby's ashes. In Mike's closet? Why? I turned to Mike. Mike took the pipe out of his mouth and explained how some people never came for them, along with all the others in the closet. (laughs) There were others, many others, really. Like someone flipping through books on a shelf, I looked at the names, dates, and containers of these loved ones many of them in temporary urns. If you haven't seen these on TikTok at Nathan Morris Music, it's like a plastic shoebox, but not even cool enough to have a logo or colors on them. Some had permanent urns with engraving and the like, symbols even, showing their loves in life fishing, deer, all unclaimed. And not on account of our, as a family, not trying, not because of poor follow-up, and not because the family had no idea that they were there, because they knew they were there. It wasn't until a year ago the numbers piled up to a point of concern with limited space and seeing the writing on the wall that some would remain here for eternity, 
I made a call just to confirm the requirement of holding a loved one. How long must we as a funeral establishment hold this loved one? Two years. After two years, the dignified scattering in a body of water or on farmland would suffice. I mean, we have the Ohio River two blocks from our crematory and closet. I could walk them there and be back in five minutes. There's 5,000 acres of farmland, our family farms. I'm sure there's adequate space there. Certainly, 90% of loved ones reposing on these shelves surpass two years. And actually, come to find out, all of them do. Here's one from 2017. Five years. There's note after note of attempts to call his children. Nothing. Letters mailed. Copies of said letters. Sit in the loved one's forever file. Nothing. No response. I dug deeper They were born in California, all the way across the country. What brought them here? Something brought them here to Kentucky to raise a family. Were they a terrible parent? Is that why they aren't being picked up? Did they abuse their children? Did they neglect them? Did the kids who ultimately rallied together, obviously, to pay for services, did that suffice? They had a church affiliation. They were active too. Each Sunday they attended, they had their own pew, and yet no one claimed them from the house of worship. I mean, no fault to the parishioners. Why would they? It's not their responsibility to pick up just to sit them on their shelf instead of ours. Digging deeper into the file, I see a blotchy DD-214. Paperwork assigned to our military men and women noting service, awards, rank, date of entry. A veteran. They loved upholstering furniture and were quite distinguished at the craft. I don't know about you, but during a pandemic, we ordered a couch. It arrived two months ago. It took one year. One year. Imagine having this individual on speed dial. Dig through Marketplace, find a gently used couch with the size to fit six human beings, and pick out a nice fabric, boom. I'm sure they could have cut this time and, my gosh, definitely half. Car fanatic, tinkerer, repairer of engines. Then the line, but mostly they enjoyed spending time with their family. Abusive people, angry people, drunks, loners, don't have the family who come and make the arrangements and create the words for the obituary that state this line if it weren't true. If anything, an obituary is the last place a family wishes to lie to embellish 
to stretch. There would be no obituary before an obituary riddled with untruths. A family man in life, a hardworking man in life who more than likely instilled values and faith into their children, sits alone and idle in death. And why? Perhaps grief and anxiety keep them from making the final trek, them being the survivors. By acknowledging the chapter's end, that's what picking them up would do. They can't and won't turn the page. And not turning the page consists of not picking them up, calls not returned, letters to. There's a reason. There has to be. Choose another. Love to knit sweaters. Mother to three. Enjoyed gardening. Favorite color, yellow. Sunday brunches makes every event special. Infant daughter. I will not judge. I won't. I have the Ohio River two blocks from the crematory in this garage. I have access to 5,000 acres of farmland to remain reverent, compliant, and legal. This loved one has far surpassed the time required. Because I hold on to hope, though, I'll hold on to them. Be sure to follow Nathan Morris Music on TikTok, Nathan Morris on Twitter, Nathan Morris on Instagram, NathanMorrisMusic.com, and a partridge in a pear tree. Be sure to leave a five-star review on the platform you're listening to this podcast and leave a review. We might just read it right here on the podcast. This one is called Tasty. Love it. Super tasty. And I want to eat it. That's pretty incredible. Nathan has a way with words, his voice, his sound, just amazing. Hands down my favorite podcaster from Florida. Never a dull moment. Wow. I appreciate you. You are met where you are. Live a life of meaning. I hope that I don't end up on a shelf unattended. I hope to see you at 145. Thanks for listening. <laughs>